0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Thursday, April the 7th of 2022. I am your host of the show, Lucas Smith at LJ Fastball on Twitter. And you heard that date right. Thursday, April the 7th, meaning we've got official regular season baseball today. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Wonderful to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's finally here. For the first time since October 6th of 2022, St. Louis Cardinals will be playing in a baseball game that truly matters. And for the first time since October 3rd of 2021, I think I said the, sixth, uh, the wrong year, but October 6th of last year and October 3rd last year was the last home game. They closed out last year on a three game losing streak, including the playoffs. They ended spring training on a three game winning streak, as they were nine and five in spring training, first in the Grapefruit League with a plus 22 run differential, large part thanks to, I believe, a 29 to eight win or 28 to four or something like that over the Nationals. But hey, now we get to talk about stats for this season that truly matter, as it is opening day 2022. What a glorious day it is. Thank you for spending it right here on the Lockjaw Cardinals podcast. Adam Wainwright gets the ball today. The, the, the festivities today are going to be glorious. I'm really sad and really upset that I have to miss it. I'm wearing my, my Cardinal polo, so I'm representing, as you can see there on the YouTube channel. But for those of you who don't know or have missed it, I'm also a, a basketball official and baseball umpire. And this weekend, I have the wonderful opportunity to go to Wichita, Kansas to uh, officiate a NURSA National Basketball Tournament Series. A wonderful opportunity for officiating careers, so Taking advantage of that, got to be there a little bit later um, on Thursday, so be missing opening day. But I'll still come out with an episode on Friday the best I can. Uh, I'll be doing the best I can to do that for you guys. Uh, but nevertheless, we still get to talk about baseball, and I will still be watching the game for you guys today the best I can and giving you updates as I can. But that's why I won't be probably as involved as I'd like to be. But nevertheless, festivities are going to be fantastic. I think there's a prep pep rally happening at ten thirty a.m. today. Um, gates open one one thirty, give or take, and the festivities at Bush stadium are like no other comment below. Cause I'm going to share mine, but comment below in the YouTube section. What is your favorite part about Cardinals opening day? Is it the Clydesdales? Is it the red jackets? Is it the player introductions? Is it something else about opening day? Opening day in St. Louis is on my bucket list. It truly, truly is. Um, yet, yet to make it there, uh, down over up wherever I've been, but down yet to make it to Bush stadium for an opening day. But it, it just means more in St. Louis. You know, it's like the SEC, um, not logo, but um, saying it just means more. That uh, you even have many opposing players talk about how wonderful Opening Day is in St. Louis for a reason, because St. Louis does it right. St. Louis does it differently. They do it the right way. It, you know, some people who might not be the biggest Cardinal fans might say it's a little bit too much of a pageantry, too much of a show. But one of my favorite Opening Days that, that I can remember that watching, they might they lost the game, but it was 2012, the year after they won the World Series in 2011. They had the gold uniforms, the gold numbering on their uniforms. But my favorite part about opening day, in all honesty, is is the the red jackets. Seeing all the Hall of Famers back, uh, both Cardinal Hall of Famers and National Hall of Famers, uh, National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Seeing everybody coming back. Because a lot of guys make it a point to come back um, here for the opening day ceremonies in Um in St. Louis, just because of how special it truly is. You know, there are some years where we don't have a lot of guys, other guys, where we do have more than, than, than other years. But the red jackets are just so slick. They're so good looking. And this opening day is extra special because we know it's the last go around for yadi Ermelina, and Albert Pujols. And we're pretty sure, kind of, sort of sure, about it being the last go around for Adam Wainwright. He has yet to uh, officially say anything about his retirement, but that is the word Going around and the speculation or anything of that nature. But regardless, even if winright does come back next year, we know this is it for Yadir Molina. We know this is it for Albert Pujols. Seeing those three take the field on opening day again for the first time since 2011, and even in 2011 Adam Wainwright was hurt that year with Tommy John, it's going to be something special. Bush Stadium is going to be absolutely rocking when those three are introduced. There, there's no question about it. I remember being in St. Louis for Albert's return the first time when he returned with with the Angels, and it was just glorious. And it's going to be windy. It's going to be cold. Uh, there, there's a high of 52 today in St. Louis, according to the weather app, at around 3 o'clock, which for his first pitch, expected to be about 51 degrees, so a little chilly, cloudy, but no rain. That's what you got to love to see, because I know I think Boston and New York had their home openers rained out. So if you're going today, let me know. Tweet me, at LJFastball. YouTube comment, something. But if you're going, let me know. I want to Send me a picture. Post it on the, the Twitter. Post it on uh, Instagram. Tag LO underscore Cardinals. Let me know if you're going. Comment on the YouTube, everything. Want to know. And let me know how your experience is. And let me know how it feels seeing Albert Pujols in in a Cardinal jersey again. Because, yeah, we, we've seen him in Cardinal red already. But that was a spring training jersey. There's nothing like... The crisp white, the true colors of of the St. Louis Cardinals jersey and Busch Stadium ought to erupt when those three are introduced. Uh, It's going to be a glorious day. Like I said, I'm really upset that I have to miss it in terms of watching it 100% live and sitting down and tweeting and interacting with you guys. But regardless, I'm still excited because we've waited a long time for this. You know, the offseason wasn't any longer. This isn't like 2020 when we waited a couple extra months for baseball. But it feels like we've been waiting so long because of the lockout. So the lockout, at least in, in my head, has forced us to wait longer than normal. And now we finally get get some baseball under our belts. Cardinals have an off day tomorrow before playing three more games against Pittsburgh. It's going to be a good series. The Pirates, like I talked about with Ethan yesterday, if you missed my crossover with Ethan, head over to Locked on Cardinals um, and listen to that yesterday. We previewed it a little bit, go a little bit more in-depth on the pitching today seeing the Cardinals and Pirates have and previewing that as well as to end the show, give my thoughts on Jordan Hicks, but just to finish up kind of the first segment, first thoughts opening day at Bush. There's not, there's nothing like it in baseball. And I venture there are very little things like it around the sporting world. Okay. St. Louis just does it. right. So if you're going for the first time, last time, middle time, enjoy it today. Um, and cheer on the Cardinals um, on opening day because it is going to be a fun, fun year, I think. And it's going to start today. 315 first pitch. Adam Wainwright getting the ball on yet another opening day start. A home opener as well. Love it when those two coincide because then you just get one opening day. Baseball's back. Baseball's back at Bush all at one time. It is wonderful. So talking about Adam Wainwright getting the start for the St. Louis Cardinals as well as previewing the next four games for the Cardinals. Because it's an odd four-game series with an off day on Friday and a game on Monday. Uh, so talking about the matchups next and how I think the Cardinals can have a successful opening weekend series coming up here in just a moment but first betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and info for sports you can find all the latest sport developments on there including this week's master's championship odds podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season as well as MLB player futures get those bets in now as well as division favorites betonline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that online, where the game starts. 3.15 cannot get here soon enough. 3.15 local time, that is. That's when Cardinals and Pirates start the 2022 baseball season. Adam Wainwright, for all intents and purposes, will be throwing to Yadier Molina. That has not been officially announced yet, uh, but... For all intents and purposes, Yadi will be behind the dish for Adam Wainwright, um, and he'll be opposed by J.T. Brubaker. So even though it's a right-handed pitcher, we're probably not going to see this very often this year, but even though it's a right-handed pitcher, Albert's in the lineup. Ale Marmal has said that. He's going to be starting a DH, and Adam Wainwright will get the ball. Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and Albert Pools in the lineup on the same day for the St. Louis Cardinals. Something I never thought I'd say again after 2011, but here we are in 2022. The lineup could be something that we saw a lot towards the tail end of spring training, and Justice De Los Santos of MLB.com, as well as John Denton, put together an opening day, Frequently Asked Questions about opening day for the St. Louis Cardinals, and their projected lineup is as followed. Dylan Carlson, Paul Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Arenado, Albert Pujols batting fifth at the designated hitter spot, Paul DeYoung, Yadier Molina, Harrison Bader, and Tommy Edmond. I'll tell you what. If that's if that crew is able to stay healthy, and if that crew is able to have above, you know, play to their career norms or even a little bit above, you know, a lot of things have to go right, obviously, for all of that to happen. But holy cow, that is a good lineup. That is a very solid lineup. They'll be going up, as I mentioned, against J.T. Brubaker, opening day start for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And when you look at the batters against Brubaker. Um uh, there's some success in this lineup. Nolan Arenado is four out of eleven with a home run, five RBIs. Paul DeYoung is four out of seven with two home runs, three runs driven in. So can you imagine I mean, he's already had a strong spring, and we expect good things from Paul DeYoung, right? But if he's able to have a good opening day, that would just be a great start. Tommy Edmonds 303 and 13 at bats. Um Gadir Molina four out of six, so nothing too impressive there in terms of quantity, um, and then you just have a couple, four, five, six at-bats the rest of the lineup. But that's pretty good success. Even Dylan Carlson is 4 out of 10 in 10 at-bats against JT Brubaker. All of these numbers according to MLB.com. I look for the Cardinals to, to win this one. I just think that there's too much emotion involved. You're going to have a packed Bush Stadium because you know last year there was, there was opening day at Bush, but it was masks up. It was half capacity of that, very limited capacity at Bush stadium on opening day. I think I was at the first day where they actually opened it back up where they went full capacity. So it'll be full capacity, no COVID things to my knowledge or anything of that nature. So it should be packed. It should absolutely 100% be packed. And I, I see no reason why the Cardinals don't use that, um, to their advantage and, and win this game, especially with the success that the Cardinals have had against JT Brubaker, um, that, that that this looks like a win for me, especially with Adam Wainwright. I, I talked about this, I think, either on the round table on Tuesday or did a crossover with Ethan yesterday. I don't really bet against Adam Wainwright anymore. And I really don't bet against Adam Wainwright at home. And he's starting at home in the home opener. So I think the Cardinals win this one. And w- when you think about what is a successful series uh, on opening, you know, opening day weekend, there, there is going to be a lot of emotion. You can't get caught up in the pageantry. Got to use it to your advantage. You know, there you can't just use. You know, can get all starstruck. Oh my gosh, this is opening day. This is wonderful. And then all of a sudden, game's over and you lose. Got to use the emotion, use the hype, use the the passion that's involved in the game. To your advantage, let it fuel fuel you in your game, and let it help you produce on the baseball field. So that, that that'll that'll be a key. But you know, four game series, you know, even though it is against the Pittsburgh Pirates in general, right? A four game series, for the most part, a successful four game series looks like a split. Um, however, the Cardinals have World Series aspirations, and if you split in a four game series in October, then all of a sudden. You're either down to a one-game playoff if, if you're in the, or the division round out, or you've got a three-game series for the rest of the way in the World Series for the seven-game set. So against the Pirates, yeah, a split would be nice. You're still 500 start the year. Hopefully you see some good things. It's not always just about the wins and losses. But three out of one should be the Cardinals' goal. Obviously, the goal is to win all four. But in terms of expectations, the expectation should be to win three out of four. You got Wainwright going today for the St. Louis Cardinals, a, a weird Friday off day, uh, probably in the case of rain, which is what they did in, in Boston or New York. I forget where the game's at. Um, but then you have a 115 start on Saturday with Miles Michaelis going on the bump for the Cardinals, a 115 Sunday with Steven Matz going on the bump for the Cardinals, and then a 115 Monday with Dakota Hudson going for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, that that Monday odd, like I said, little getaway day, if you will, for for the Redbirds. I like the pitching staff. I'll talk about Jordan Hicks in a minute, but I do like what the Cardinals are bringing um, to to the pitching staff. And you know, as we all know, the, the Pirates are no offensive juggernaut uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates uh, quote-tweeting about the starting rotation because it's not announced on MLB.com yet for the um, – Pittsburgh Pirates, but Jason Mackey um, says that the plans are to pitch JT Brubaker on Thursday, which we just talked about. Mitch Keller, highly touted prospect at one time, will start on Saturday, so a right-hander. Sunday, Bryce Wilson, right-hander. And then Monday, right-handed pitcher Zach Thompson, which they got in the Jacob Stallings deal. Not the same Zach Thompson that is in the cardinal minor League system. Um, so, all righty. So, w- w- with there being an off-day Friday, I don't think we see Albert beyond opening day with the right-handers that are coming uh, for, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, as I mentioned. We're, we're seeing him today because it's opening day, because a right-hander starting. Uh, there was some thoughts on, on Ethan's side at one point that Jose Quintana would get the start today, but obviously not going to happen. JT Brubaker getting the call. But with that said, with three other right-handers going, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I think this is the only time that we see Albert Pujols, except for, you know, obviously you could see him pinch hitting. If there's a lefty, that comes in and he hasn't hit the three batter minimum and you want to pinch hit him for Corey Dickerson or Newt Bar or something like that, then yes, obviously we, we could see Albert again this weekend. But in terms of a starting role, st- uh, starting capacity, I see this as the only, week, only day that we see Albert in the starting lineup for the St. Louis Cardinals. But again, games that I have circled f- for this weekend. Obviously today, opening day w- w- with Adam Wainwright going on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. Really, I have all of them circled because all of them bring a little bit of intrigue, if you think about it. Obviously, today, opening day, you got the Adam Wainwright intrigue, um, the, the return of Albert Yachty as well. You you have that. And then on Saturday, at the 115 start, you have Miles Michaelis, who closed out spring training with a phenomenal start. We'll only gave up one run. And yes, I understand it was to the Nationals, who will likely finish last place in the National League East. But Miles Michaelis literally saying that he feels as good as he did in 2019 at his best, and yes, you can feel as good as you want It's about how you produce. But I'm intrigued to see what Miles Michaelis is able to do with his first start, because each one, like I said, each one of these starts brings a little intrigue. Opening day, you've got Wainwright. Start of the 2022 season, home opener, it's all fantastic. Day two, you've got Miles Michaelis going on the on the bump. His return, he was injured a lot last year. See if he's able to return to form for the St. Louis Cardinals. And then Sunday, you get a Cardinal debut. Steven Matz making his Cardinal debut in St. Louis on a Sunday afternoon. And he, he also closed out spring on a wonderful note, uh, pitching very, very strong effective again, six to seven innings uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. So you have a an intrigue there as well. Because I've talked about this a lot on this show. If Steven Matts is able to keep the ball on the ground, which historically speaking he has been able to do, Steven Max is going to be just fine in St. Louis. Do you know why? Because he's got the best defense in baseball backing him up on the infield and the outfield. So Steven Matts, the key for him all year will to keep will be to keep that ground ball percentage high. If he's able to keep it high, then he's going to be able to find success in St. Louis. There's no doubt in my mind. So that's the intrigue on, on Sunday. So you've got Wednesday opening day, Michaelis returning to form, Steven Matz making his Cardinal debut on Sunday, and then on Monday even, Dakota Hudson. Yeah, he pitched a little bit last year, especially in in relief, as he was nursing back from, from Tommy John. But this will be his first full year since 2019. And 2020 was a, um, was a COVID-shortened year. And he was very good in two thousand and twenty. He had eight games, all of them starts. He was three and two, a two seven seven ERA, a whip right at one. Opponents hit just a buck seventy eight off of him in thirty nine innings. His last full year, he had thirty three games, thirty two of those being starts in two thousand and nineteen. Sixteen wins, three point three five ERA, one hundred seventy four and two thirds of an inning. So about a you know. Five to three in the starting rotation, give or take on those innings. Two fifty-four, excuse me, two forty-five. The, the batting average against them, a one-four-one whip. Walked eighty-six guys, struck out one hundred and thirty-six. That slider-sinker combination for Dakota Hudson can be lethal at times. So every single one, you know, the opening weekend is always exciting for, for a lot of different reasons, right? For for everybody in baseball, not just the Cardinals, but with the Cardinals, there's, there's a unique opportunity or a, a unique moment and unique moments for the Cardinals that you get intrigue with, with each and every start this weekend. There's a, re, there's a reason to tune in. It's not, oh, we've, we've seen this guy before, I'm only watching because it's opening weekend. No, it's, oh, I get to tune into this because it's something I have not seen or I've been waiting to see for a long time. I think Cardinal fans, I think it's fair of me to say that I've been waiting to see Albert Pujols back in St. Louis for a long time. And as well as Adam Wainwright pitching and really on what could be their final year together. And that we've all been waiting for Miles Michaels to return to 2019 form, because he hasn't done that since, obviously, 2019. We're all very excited to see what Stephen Matz can bring to the table. Big offseason acquisition to the Cardinals spent the most money on. See what he can do. And Dakota Hudson pitching eight games last year, as I mentioned. Short. He had a little bit of success, had success in his last full year. What does he bring to the table Here in 2022? As the Cardinals now number four starter. Every single starter brings intrigue. Excuse me. Let me know which starter you are looking forward to the most in the comments section below or tweet me at LJFastball. You can also tweet the show at LO underscore Cardinals. My prediction, I'm going to be kind of mellow. My prediction is a sweep. Or excuse me. <laughs> whoa, that was a, a misspeak there. My prediction, excuse me, is a split. I think the Cardinals do split the opening day uh, series, opening weekend series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that they win the first two and lose the last two. Um, even though Steven Matz is solid, I just that, that's just my guess. I don't know, um, but I, I if I had to be optimistic and go predict predict a three out of one, if I had to pick the one that they would lose, I would probably say either Saturday or Monday. Those would, that would be the one of the two that I would lose. I just think Adam Wainwright is going to be solid today, and I think Steven Matz is going to impress on Sunday as well. So let me know what you think in terms of prediction. But when the Cardinals playing on Tuesday against the Kansas City Royals, um, they're going to have a little bit of a different look on the mound, and one that we did not expect to see on the mound for St. Louis, and that means uh, Jordan Hicks. Getting the ball to start for the St. Louis Cardinals because Jordan Hicks has indeed been named the number five starter, and a move that was a little shocking, at least in in my mind, um, to, to, for him to be named the, or the the number five starter. Excuse me. So he'll pitch on Tuesday against Kansas City, six forty-five. The, the first pitch. I'm going to let you know my thoughts because it is something that I want to talk about and it's something that we've been kind of waiting to hear the official word on. So we'll talk about the fifth starter spot to finish up the show in just a moment. But first, I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Rock Auto because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you're going to need for your car or truck. Why would you endure often pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while a person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers and phones with access to rockauto.com at home and on the go, so you save time and money when using Rock Auto. It is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for each and every single customer, and they have everything you need. So go explore their easy-to-use websites today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write Locked On in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Jordan Hicks has officially been named the number five starter for the St. Louis Cardinals. John Denton first reporting it. Katie Wu. Derek Gold also on it as the day went on. Not something that we expected for a lot of different reasons. Wasn't being stretched out as a starter often in spring training. Uh, John Moselock even said it would be difficult to see uh, them having the ability to stretch out Alex Reyes and Jordan Hicks this year. But at the end of the day in spring training, the candidates didn't overall impress. Dick Woodford had some nice moments. Didn't Wow anybody, apparently. Um, Drew Verhagen had a couple of blow-up starts mixed up in there in, in his spring training, so he didn't wow anybody enough to get the start and get the nod. I think Jordan Hicks really did wow people. Uh, yeah, he didn't pitch more than three or four innings at a time, but you, you have the ability to stretch him out now. And with the 15 pitchers in the bullpen, they, they said, you know, the reports were that he's not going to be just an opener or, you know, but he was also not going to go six innings in his first start. Right, and this is something that Jordan Hicks has wanted. It's something that Alex Reyes wants as well, and that that is to be a starter. So we'll see how it goes. I'm ca- I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's what I am. Cautiously optimistic for this to work because I think Jordan Hicks is, has a great arm. I'm I'm intrigued to see what that third or fourth pitch is because as a starter, it's going to be very hard for him to rely on just a fastball slider, and he knows that. I'm not trying to. Seems like he doesn't. Started a lot in, in his past, and that's what he has always wanted to be, even since his first call-up in 2018, if I'm remembering the years correctly. But we'll see. I, it, It's tough for me to, to see him going more than three innings um, in his start on on Tuesday, but w- but we will see because they, they've said that he's not going to be just an opener. He is the fifth starter. He's, he's not going to be able to, to throw 103 consistently, and he's done that this spring already, trying to, to – Decrease the velocity enough to get some control, but still flamethrowing it. You know, he was still sitting 97, 99 for the most part. Maybe 96 um, and maybe 100 at the very top and very bottom. So if he's able to sit there, find some consistency within the strike zone. Snap off a slider. He's been working on a change up as well. Maybe mixing a curveball. I don't know. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Just Jordan Hicks is somebody that is a live arm. That has been a live arm coming out of that bullpen for a couple years now for the St. Louis Cardinals. And he is somebody that, in my opinion, will be successful. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not, like I said, I don't look for him to go five, six innings on Tuesday. I look for him to go two to four, find success, hit the strike zone. I think as a starter, you have a little bit more freedom. Uh, you don't; have, you, It's not a stressful situation always just coming in in the ninth inning or coming in with runners on base. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think that Jordan Hicks should feel a little bit more freedom um, in 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 how he's able to attack hitters and how he's able to to pitch to um, pitch, pitch to batters. So I'm excited. Let me know your thoughts below on the Jordan Hicks situation. We'll see how 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 this experiment works out because a lot of fans I think still want to see a Frankie Montas trade or still want to see a big trade happen, and I wouldn't be opposed to it. But the Cardinals. You know They've been this way for years. They're not going to give up the farm to get somebody. Even with Paul Goldschmidt, they gave up Luke Weaver, Carson Kelly, and an, another catcher who, whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, Goody maybe, Jose Goody. And with Nolan Arenado, they definitely didn't give up the farm. They gave up Austin Gomber, who was a reliable piece in the in the bullpen and the rotation at times. But at the end of the day, they didn't give up the farm. They got a deal that worked for them. They're not going to give up top prospects for, for a rental, even though Montez has that extra year of control that Minaya didn't. But they're going internal to start the year. Kind of the same uh, problem or spot they were at this time last year. They were able to piece it together. We'll see what they do to piece it together this year. Regardless, let me know your thoughts on Jordan Hicks below on the YouTube comment. Regardless, I'm very excited for 2022. I think the Cardinals have, have a chance to do something really special i talked about this a lot with the idea of Albert Yadi Wainwright, that they're going to be re-energized, especially to start the year. And hopefully that carries out throughout the rest of the season as well. It all gets started today. It all gets started today. Opening day is here, 2022, a day that some of us, myself included at times, didn't necessarily think we were going to get to. But nevertheless, we are indeed here. It is today, 315 first pitch. Once again, if you're going, take a picture, take a video, tweet me at LJFastball, tweet the show at LO underscore Cardinals, tag one of us. I want to see you guys enjoying opening day 2022. Once again, it might not be this full video setup for tomorrow's show as I will be in Wichita, but I will be coming back with you uh, for a show tomorrow. Uh, on Friday recapping this game and talking more about Cardinal baseball thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen be sure to make Locked on MLB your second listen and until I talk to you guys next time be sure to stay safe stay well and have a fantastic rest of your day